Good afternoon. It's the day after Constitution Day, and this is the Snake River Lib podcast. I'm sorry that it's been so late in broadcasting. I've actually attempted this podcast three different times, but my mind has been wandering very, excuse me, very much lately. I've been struggling with a lot of different things. Um, however, I'm hoping that today will go well and that we'll be able to get, accomplish what I want to. Because there is an enormous amount of information to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Frankly, we could talk about begin talking about the uh, Harris-Biden administration or the potential Harris-Biden administration coming up. Um, this gaffe, <clears throat> uh, Freudian slip, probably more likely, um, has been uh, stated not only by uh, Senator Harris, uh, during a, a, a roundtable in Arizona, uh, but also uh, was repeated by uh, Joe Biden himself um, uh, during a conversation that he was having. Um, also, um, hashtag AOC, um, uh, Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, also has, even though she did not specify that it would be the Harris-Biden presidency, uh, she did allude to the fact that they pretty much have Joe Biden um, and he will do what they tell him to do until he's out. And so um, to help make things even more clear, uh, we have people that are actually not even pretending to disguise what the intentions would be should Biden win the election on November 3rd. You also have the issue of mail-in ballots, and you know they're all everybody's all over the place on mail-in ballots now. Uh, the bottom line is this. If you can go to a grocery store, um, then you can certainly go and vote. Uh, my position on... On, on early voting as well, and mail-in voting has been perfectly clear. States that have already established mail-in uh, mail voting procedures, I'm less concerned about because they, for the most part, do have procedures in place, although um, there are reports in various states. In fact, New Jersey is having to run one of their primaries again because a number of uh, mail-in ballots were fraudulent. Imagine that. And also, as a reminder, um, in one of the cases that voter ID was upheld, one of the people arguing the case actually stated that it isn't the in-person voting where fraud was most likely to occur. Uh, they argued that the more likely place for uh, voter fraud would be in the mail-in ballot. They actually did say that. Um I'll bet they're not saying that now. So you've got states that have been doing mail-in balloting for a long time. They know how to handle it, and that's fine, I suppose. I, I don't agree with it, but ultimately states decide how their electors are chosen. Not the federal government. They could even opt not to have an election. Think about as you watch TV, especially if you're somebody that likes to watch local channels or even your local cable as opposed to satellite or, or uh, streaming. 
If you watch local uh, stations or cable, you're probably sick already of of political advertising. Well, you can get some political ads off the air simply by your state saying that the state legislature um, will uh, vote to set, decide which electors are sending. Not very democratic, but then again, we're not a democracy. We're a republic, or that's what we're supposed to be. Let's see. Oh, um, one of the things before I forget, um, it really bothered me the other day. Uh, you know, that you've got all these fires that are going out there in California. And because California is really, uh, well, it's its own place, of course, uh, if only that were true politically meaning that they were their own sovereign nation. Um, their um, their uh, force management is largely responsible for what's going on uh, right now. Uh, the, the governor has even admitted as such right, of course, before turning around and blaming Trump and climate change. I want to give you a little bit of a few statistics here. Um, in 2016, the United States emitted 5,170 million metric tons of carbon dioxide. 2017, the number was 5,131 million. In 2018, so 2017 is the first well, is the first year of the Trump presidency. 2018, 5,281. By the way, um, the only year of the Obama presidency that was lower than that number, which 2018 was the high number for the Trump presidency thus far, um, with uh, far better economic numbers across the board, um, was that 2016 number, which was less than... Uh, well, it was 111 million metric tons. I know that seems a lot, but my guess is that probably it's a, a relatively, a relatively small difference. Um, but that's the only year that the Obama presidency uh, carbon output was lower. And then 2019, remember in 2019, we're not in into the COVID recession, because that didn't happen until this year, uh, the number was back down to 5,130 million metric tons. So why do I bring that up? And these, by the way, uh, statistics are from the uh, EPA. The reason I bring it up is because Biden, when he was out, uh, uh, one of the few times they let him out, uh, he referred to President Trump as a climate terrorist. Um, a climate terrorist. Think about that. He has been president for not even three years. Well, not even four years, I guess. Not even four years. He's inaugurated 2017. So it's three, almost not even four years. And yet he's being called a climate terrorist. Now, of course, that's nothing new, calling uh, President Trump names. But, but a climate terrorist, when the numbers are, are indicate otherwise, he has, uh, I mean, we're, the economy is con 
con continually growing, and yet the carbon dioxide output uh, is not what you would expect. And the reason why, of course, is not because of the increased number of windmills or solar panels, these, these things that um, cause birds to spontaneously combust and or knock them out of the sky as they turn around. Um, but from fracking and for the huge increase in natural gas usage, as more and more electric plants are converted over from coal to natural gas, I've seen a much, much uh, smaller carbon footprint, if you will. Uh, even though Trump pulled out of the Paris Accords, uh, we can see that with the exception of the one year, which was a very uh, insignificant uh, increase, um, that the numbers are consistent with what they were um, before he took office. And so to blame his environmental policies on forest mismanagement in California and Oregon and Washington is insane. But that brings up another point. Funny how it seems to kind of flow that way. You notice that all these places, Idaho being accepted and some other mountain states, is, is you have Democrats running them. And as soon as you mention that, of course, it's always not about party. But yet it is about party. These people want to control the federal government. And so we should look at this pool of resources that they draw from. This pool of re resources that they, that as far as candidates. Kamala Harris, before she was a senator, uh, was the attorney general for California. Joe Biden, well, he's always been a Fed for, you know, uh, for 40, what's 47 years. You know, he was vice president for eight, and before that he was a senator for decades. And so we should ask about their record. When we see all of this violence break out in these cities, because this is going to turn the election, and it's funny how how um, Biden now is actually out campaigning, which, you know, okay, in all fairness, one would expect, here it is, mid-September, a uh, month and a half um, until the election, one would expect that a candidate would be out on the, on the trail campaigning. Like, you can hardly wait, by the way, uh, for the debate, or rather for the reason why he's not going to show up for it. Um, especially after the, the the Love Fest town hall last night. His answer, you can go watch it. Uh, I forget the lady's name. She's a farmer, potato farmer, Pennsylvania. She said she voted for Trump. Um, he came back. He said, well, how's that? how'd that work out for you? And she said, good evening. And then she went on with her question. I thought that was very uh, polite of her. 
Um, but then she asked the questions about regulations and such, and, and Biden, of course, didn't answer the question at all except to say that there are plenty of opportunities. He, he proceeded to talk about a land bank where all the farms would go into the land bank and people would be assigned land and they would be assigned what they would get to farm on that land and the sustainable way that they would farm. Now, obviously, Vice President Biden's not read his history because, um, you know, the Pilgrims tried that. That first summer that they were here, and then that winter, they half of them died, or nearly half of them. And that happened because they had the land in common. And this is a big difference between... living for the collective and living for the individual. There's no such thing as a collective brain, by the way. I mean, we can sit down and discuss and brainstorm, and that's a great thing. But ultimately, but ultimately, we are all individuals. We have individual ideas. We ultimately want to take care of ourselves and our families. And if that means, you know, that we just sit down and just uh, live off the government because we can, well, see, that's not that bad of a deal. Or... Otherwise, uh, which is what they did after the, the so many people died from, you know, following this, the, what would become known as the, the communist creed of uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his need, which when you have a creed like that, everybody all at once becomes needy and they lose all sorts of abilities. Um, what did pilgrims do? They were assigned plots of land, and they were told that while, yes, there would be a portion taken for the community storehouse for those that were truly, you know, destitute or unable to take care of themselves, the expectation was that they had to produce for themselves. And from that, we ended up with uh, what would become Thanksgiving. So just a thought on that. Um, that was a really scary answer, by the way, uh, for Joe Biden. Any thoughts of him being a moderate or even pretending to be a moderate should be shot down right now. Um, Joe Biden does not represent really any substantial difference uh, as far as foreign policy from Donald Trump, except for Donald Trump has said he would bring troops home. Um, we hope to see that. And Donald Trump has promised and he's yet to deliver on clamping down on illegal immigration. You know, there were some signs early that illegal immigration slowed because people thought that he was actually going to uh, fulfill his promises, and he actually didn't. And I think about what a waste it has been, all this energy uh, that has been spent 
trying to take down this presidency. And I would say the same about Republicans, including myself, uh, under Barack Obama. You know, playing these stupid political games when people are starving. I saw a really interesting political cartoon the other day. Um, it was a, a, an emergency unit. Uh, the EMTs, one of them was a donkey. The other one was an elephant. And the, the paddles... Uh, was the stimulus plan, and of course the 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 patient was the American the American economy or public I don't remember which, you know, and the uh, elephant is saying lower and higher says the donkey and back and forth. All the while, this patient's here flatlining. Um, and I think that in cases like this, uh, that we really need to get past that. I mean, this shutdown was completely a government-caused catastrophe. Make no mistake, it was. And that's the only reason why I feel like the government has some obligation to actually go in and help clean up. Because the government made it happen. I mentioned that we have the debate coming up. I'm sorry I'm all over the place, but at least I'm I'm fairly well focused on the things I'm wanting to say. You should have heard the last two takes, which I was smart enough to try to listen to uh, before I published them, because no one would ever listen to the, the podcast again otherwise. Um, speaking of the debates, a notable person that will not be there regardless of whether or not uh, Biden or Harris will be there. Will be Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian Party candidate. The debate commission, of course, requires a 15% uh, support in the polls uh, for them to be considered. That is a bunch of crap. There's no way... They can go and do TV and such, but most people are going to consider a Libertarian or a Green Party or any other party candidate that's not an R or a D. A fringe candidate, unless they're on that debate stage. Now, this year I can understand why they wouldn't want it, because chances are a Libertarian, you know, Republicans always say, well, if it wasn't for Gary Johnson you know, Romney would have won. And that may or may not have been true. Um, but I would say this, with Donald Trump on the ballot, giving Joe Jorgensen airtime is going to take away from Joe Biden. So I can understand why the media, which is fully in the tank for him, by the way, go and watch that CNN uh, town hall or town hall drive-in drive-in. I guess that's what they had. They had people sitting in their cars uh, while Anderson Cooper and and Joe Biden were taking questions. By the way, did you hear that? By the way, did you hear that Joe Biden, um, after the election in 2016, made a phone call to the uh, vice president of Ukraine 
and talk to him about how he's going to be working with him as a private citizen after, you know, after uh, the changeover. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, um, Snake River Lib. There's so many other things that are going on right now, but probably it's a good time to stop. Uh, the the barking alarm clock, I think, may be getting ready to go off. So, uh, remember, taxation, whether it's the inflationary version or the actual direct withholding version or the sales tax or property tax or excise tax or whatever you want to look at it, If it's taking from you to give it to somebody else, it's theft. Oh, can I say one more thing? I guess it is. It's my podcast. Um, there was an ad put out um, by a PAC supporting Trump using Biden's words, talking about how everybody's taxes are going to go up if he's elected. And he's right, um, except for the rich. Uh, you see, here's the thing. You know, the, the big tax cut back in 2017, the only group that did not benefit from that is the upper class. The I don't remember where the cutoff is, but, but only really the rich did not benefit from the Trump tax cut. I mean, they benefited a little, but not compared to those in the middle class. However... Biden's tax cut proposal will affect 85% of taxpayers. And yet PolitiFact rated the ad as mostly false because they're in the tank for Biden too. More to come, probably sooner, less than a week. Uh, by the way, yesterday, Constitution Day, um, the day before was the day the pilgrims set out on the Mayflower. All sorts of fun things happening. I wish you luck and a great day. Enjoy it. It's the Snake River Lip.